when you are in your slow season, a great survival mechanism is to work on the business. Dive deeply into working on the business. When you're so deeply involved in working on your business, you're not really paying attention to other things. But the reason why it helps you survive the slow season is because you start to get really creative. You start to remind yourself of what the vision is. You start to um, imagine, reimagine and remind yourself of what the bigger picture is, like where the company is going. You're doing things like um, upgrading to new systems. You can't help but to feel successful. You're having conversations like, yeah, so the reason that we're going to transfer from um, this system to this system is because the sales team needs to have a better flow. Like we need to get the follow up process, you know, in place. And also I need to be able to track my data and my analytics, but it's going to make me it's going to make it really, really easy for me to strategically market if I'm able to segment my audience. When you're having that kind of conversation, you can't lose the oomph factor for your business because you're literally so focused on working on the business and working on the business is where you are planning for and carrying out the vision that you have. The facts have to outweigh the feelings. The facts are everybody's going to feel this. The facts are every business is going to experience this. The facts are everything that's happening right now is normal. The facts justify your feelings, but because of the facts, that's why you got to continue to push through. Welcome to another edition of the Social Brew Podcast. We've got Donnie Wiggins here. Who ain't? Who ain't? Let's go. Let me get the clock. All right. Let's get this party started. Uh, today is an, an amazing day to have an amazing day. Right. How's your get your microphone so the people can hear you, not only see I you. know that we did not start We 100% episode. started this episode with Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A on your lips. Okay? No, finish your food. For the record, you guys, We can't hear you. We can only see you which shopping. For the record, you got for the record, you guys. We're um, professional production here. <laughs> For the record, I am only eating a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A, not the chicken that David just finished killing of his own, um, number one. And number two, he allowed himself enough time to eat his food and then got the cameras rolling on me. So I am going to finish my that's, meal today. Okay? That's what we do, as you should. That was my yes, plan. Yes. So yes. Um, uh, interesting week. Uh, I, yo, okay. I want to talk about this too. Uh, uh, yesterday, yesterday, I made a post, and it was interesting because you called me about like something similar. Yeah. You, I, first of all, you stay jacking <laughs> my ideas. Okay? I'm not jacking your ideas because you and I had this conversation, and then you immediately went and made the post. No, but I I said something. I said something in our conversation that sparked the Thank post. You. No, I said something. No, you didn't. No, so you're talking about a um, this young lady who has a business, and they were taught. You you were saying that um, they've got a business in apparel. Okay, they got an apparel business. I said that. Yes, I'm. I'm not making it. I'm making it not, unreal. Yeah, but a real situation. So okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so Donnie says, yo, there's um, this business that we should invest in mm, mm, because mm. did really well for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And right now it's, it's down, pretty much it's down. And I said, oh, that uh, the slide back is kind of scary. 
scary. And she's like, well, the, the entrepreneur is still doing well in the other business. It's just this particular part of their business. Um, they're not, it's, it's not doing what it used to do. And that's what sparked in my mind. I was like, yo, there's a lot of people, especially now, that are experiencing this slide back in terms of um, if you have a couple a couple months in a row where your numbers are down, it really becomes, it's, it really gets scary. Because mm -hmm. it represents a lot, especially mm -hmm. in a person's mind, especially mm -hmm. if you don't know the seasons. Mm -hmm. So, a couple things. Um, yes. Can you move your juice <clears throat> and your, um, your Chick-fil-A hash browns? Because I want to put this box on there so we can talk about our friend. First of all, Dave, the way the level at which you get on my nerves. I'm here for that. I'm today. here today. Are you here for this? Yeah, and Donnie came in with her shoes untied. Listen, let me tell you about my genius marketing strategy. Um, go to the wide shot, Zell. So I came in like this today, um, and it's primarily because I pulled these out of the box this morning. Mm -hmm. Number one, my guy, Celebrity409, so bright. Celebrity, my guy Soul Eberty on Instagram, Celebrity409. It's S-O-L-E-B-R-I-T-Y. This morning, fresh out of the box. He sent him some too, but he sent me these this morning, fresh out of the box. I had to pull out all the brown in my closet. I did that. I had to pull out everything brown in my closet. And I wanted to sit here and casually lace up my shoe because I don't wear a whole lot of brown. So y'all are going to have to see these. And these mugs right here so cute. Yeah. These are so freaking cute. I'm going to call them cute. I say they fly. I got a pair too. Uh, fresh out the box, man. And and he's our official He's a, our official shoe plug. He actually is our so official shoe need. plug. And I got a package coming today from my daughter. Um, yeah. She got some some fours that are coming. So he, got, he gets the stuff early. Wait, from Celebrity? Yeah. Oh. Sobriety, yep. I need... Um, <laughs> Y'all will see his real Instagram in the description. <laughs> I wanna I wonder if my daughter is still young enough to get shoes sent to her. Yeah, celebrity. It's well, I, sure. I bought them. Oh, okay. Um, carry on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm just playing. I would buy them too. Yeah. Listen, these are so cute. Anyway, so what I was about to say is um, as we were talking about this, like I even see this happen even with my clients um, sometimes like you'll be up, 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 up. And then business just kind of takes a little bit of a dip. And this is why I focus on building the whole entrepreneur, because not only do you have to have the mindset to get through these dips without wanting to quit your business. Where's my juice? <laughs> what juice? Oh, right here. Who, put my, who would put my juice on the floor? Oh, my gosh. Continue. Not only do you have to have an open container of juice on the floor. You opened it. So. Not only do you have to have the mindset to survive and respect the ups and downs of business. Yeah. You have to build real business. And the reality is in real business, in real business, you will have seasons of slide backs. And it's not even necessarily a slide back. See, many of the entrepreneurs that we um, are familiar with are newer entrepreneurs. And they don't do any study or analyzation of their data, their mm -hmm. analytics, their metrics. So they don't understand that this is not really a slide back for them. This is just their normal ebb and flow of where they yeah. do business, you know, in the year. There will be some times when you're way up and then there's going to be some times when you're slightly down. And if you are preparing throughout your entire year, 
you are prepared. Like you can go from a hundred thousand dollars a month to $40,000 a month for two months and not panic because you know that this is just that time of year where that happens. But I've managed my business so well throughout the rest of the year that I'm not worried. Yeah. It's, it still plays a, a, a very intense mental game though. You know what I mean? Because if, if you're, if you're doing great and it, so for instance, Let's say like whether it's YouTube analytics or podcast analytics, everything is up, everything is going well. One month, you're down 10%, 15%. Next month, views are lower. Next month, views are lower. Even if it's on Instagram, you're making posts, things are good. You make a post, nobody's really feeling it. The next post, not a whole lot of people are feeling it. Next post, you're kind of stagnant now. You start thinking to yourself, well, do people not do people not like me anymore? Do I not? Am I not going to get any engagement? And it becomes the beginning of the end in your mind if you start to see it consistently because you don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah. So, but you did say some interesting, and I told this story before. I'm just going to tell tell it again, and it's long. It's a long story. Do you want to say anything before I tell this story? Tell your story. Okay. It's a really long story. Where's your girl? Never mind. Because <laughs> they're normally together. Okay, um, everything's good, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Y'all aren't like like trying to prevent an awkward moment by one of y'all showing up at a time, so we yeah, can't yeah. tell that y'all broke up. You're not beefing right now, right? Oh, Hannah for y'all or for her? Does it matter? Y'all are just being messy. I was being concerned. You're being messy. I wanted to know because they're <laughs> investing in a project together. Right oh yeah, now. for sure. Okay. Um, all right. Oh, you, you don't wear socks with your shoes? I don't. I don't ever wear socks. My feet are <clears throat> amazing. Cool. All right, so here's the thing. Okay, this is my story. So when I first started working at the Cheesecake Factory, uh, well, not when I first started working, but nearing the end, I'm working at the Cheesecake Factory, and I. it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. In every episode, it's a living account about what it means to be black today told from a unique black perspective from bobby smurda to the wire michelle obama to reparations there's no limit to the range of black stories black truths i listen and i'm enjoying these conversations that are for us by us black representation again it hasn't always been uh shared from our perspective and black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of america's story now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. I am uh, I'm building my t-shirt brand. So two and a half years later, I come to the end around um, July, August. I'm like, yo, I'm about to leave this job because this t-shirt business is taking off. I still don't know my numbers like that, but I know I'm making enough money to leave my job. October 1st, 2012 is the first day as a full-time entrepreneur. I get a kiosk in the mall and it's up. Now everybody's supporting me. I'm, I'm not even on Instagram like that. I got to turn it off. Um, I'm not on Instagram heavy like that. I think I'm more, more Twitter, but between Twitter, and Instagram, I'm promoting, Hey, I quit my job. People are excited for me. This dream that I've been building for for X amount of time, um, it's finally working out. And David is quitting his job. So I'm like, hey, come to the kiosk and rock with me. Up until now, people have been coming to my house. People were like, I would have to drop them off. I had this, I was called the backseat boutique. And I just have shirts in boxes in my backseat. And I'll pull up on you, find your shop, your size. I sell you a shirt. So I'm doing this for a while. So two and a half years into this business, I'm, I'm, I'm finally quitting my job. October 1st, I open up. In the mall, so much love, so much support. People pulling up on me all throughout the day the first couple of weeks. It was amazing. And then um, November hit, end of October hit, it starts to slow down because it's no longer support coming. It's not like my friends coming to see me. Now I got to rely on the people that are walking in the mall. And I know how y'all do. When you're walking in the mall, you see the guy at the kiosk and you try to look the other way. You try, or you pull out the phone and you act like you're on the phone, but you're not on the phone with anybody because you don't want the kiosk guy to attack you. And I realized that at the kiosk, you have to do that or you're not going to make any money because you're not just going to walk up and say, hey, I'm going to buy something. You got to be, hey, come check us out. Come on. Anyway, I got to rely on that. I'm not good at sales. 
I'm not confident at all um, because I built my brand one by one, then word of mouth and things of that nature. So it's slow. End of October, slow. November, slow. What's up with you? What's wrong? You know what I tell you, Shrew? I got to the top of this one and realized I skipped a hole somewhere. <laughs> and, I, and it's the second hole. So you got to get all over completely out of this. <laughs> all right, can I finish my story? Yes. Okay. So, yes. So end of October, slow. November 1st comes and I have to pay the rent, all my rents, rent on my apartment, rent on the kiosk. And I think I was paying like $2,000 a month. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this doesn't feel good. Early November, I'm feeling like I made a mistake because I don't have sales coming in. Like nobody's just pulling up on me and buying the shirts, no more support. Now it's trickling in, but it's just not enough, man. Early November was tough. And then uh, two weeks in, <laughs> it's still slow. <laughs> and the mall is slow. So I'm like, wow, the mall's going out of business. I'm, <laughs> Not the mall. I'm going out of business. <laughs> I start thinking to myself, real thoughts. I'm going to have to go get an overnight job where nobody can see me. I can't go back to the Cheesecake Factory because people are like, yo, I thought you just left. And I can't, I can't work in the mall at DTLR or Foot Locker because that'll look crazy. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to have to get an overnight job because the mall closes at 9. I get to work at 10 to 6. At least I can supplement because I don't have my job anymore. So end of November comes Black Friday. I'm starting to see my friends. People are shopping. I'm like, oh, crap. It's up again. I'm going to be rich again. It's all good. No more job applications. No more doing stuff at night in a uniform. I'm good. So November, that whole Black Friday thing, it works. I got some money. It's working out. December, it gets slow again in, the, in like early December. First two weeks, it's slow, and I get nervous again. And then the third week of December, it's popping again because people are in the mall shopping. And then at the end of December... Slow, January, slow. And I am nervous. You hear me? Because I don't have a safety net. If I don't work on it, now I needed this port, I needed this 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 time frame though, because I needed to learn how to get aggressive with asking people to come by. I needed that. You know what I mean? I could no longer rely on people walking up. I needed this time to say, yo, if I don't get up out of this chair and start aggressively talking to people and flirting with people that I'm comfortable flirting with, hmm. I'm going out of business. Wait, you were flirting to yeah. sell clothes? Not the baddies, though. <sighs> because you weren't comfortable flirting with Correct. baddies. Correct. When you flirted, <laughs> did you actually exchange phone numbers? To what? Like I was promising dates and all that. Did you ever take somebody on a date in exchange for a T-shirt purchase? No, unless... I'm just trying to do the math, no, right? No, no, Because it doesn't add up. Unless I got lucky and one of them was like actually kind of cute and they just walked up. I, I definitely... That didn't happen a whole lot, though, right? Not a whole lot. No, not a whole for lot. sure not. Nope. Yeah. Um. So, hold on. Are you, saying, are you telling me it didn't happen because you're trying to roast me or you're just following the story? Well, I'm just saying... Oh, thank you. I'm just saying, um, I'm anyway, following the story. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. forget it. Anyway, 
January, really slow. February, really slow. I, I, I had to stop getting all sad and saying I'm going to quit and really learn how to be aggressive because not that many people in the mall. And I started looking at everybody that walked by as people who had money in my pocket. But I'm still nervous because January, February, slow. End of February comes, money starts flowing again. March, early, it's hit. I, I'm telling you, it is going down. Most money I ever made in my life. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to be a star again. Be rich again. And then it slows down. Here's the point. In uh, after a year or so, October comes around and it's slow again. And then early November, it's still slow. And then it gets busy after Black Friday for that week or so. But we make enough in that week so that so, so that we're good. For how long? Um, I mean, for until it picks up again. Mid-December, because nobody's shopping after Black Friday. They're waiting to get closer to Christmas. And I'm learning these flows. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, back to school, uh, summertime, people are, I mean, yeah, they're, they're shopping a little bit summertime. Back to school, uh, people are getting stuff for the kids. And, you know, we and it's a positive message, so I'm making money. But after that back to school thing, people are back to work. They're not in the mall. And then November, we're waiting on Black Friday time, and people start shopping. Then I start realizing, hey, I'm going to start doing Black Friday sales early November. So I'm not surprised you just so I can make some more money. And I'm preparing for early December to be slow because everybody's waiting for mid-December to hit. And then it gets busy again. January, it's a little slow. But February at the end, taxes hit. And it is going down. February, March, it goes down. My point in all of this was before I recognized the seasons, I didn't know what was happening. And I was just afraid. But once you have some sort of maturity and you're paying attention to what's happening there are certain factors that you just can't get away from so um all of those emotions that i wrote about in that post like you start thinking okay who can i give half my company to who got some money i'm serious bro i'm like i'm having meetings with people like yo we got this brand these are the sales of last year if you give me thirty thousand. I give you X amount of percent. You have your money back in a few months. And I think you can help me with marketing. And like, I'm starting thinking all this stuff goes through my head. Like who's going to come save me. Um, but it, that's, a, it's a real emotion for entrepreneurs because they just don't realize they're in a season. <clears throat> I agree. Um, I appreciate that. It took you 10 minutes to tell a Told story, you story I warned you. that I summed up pre your story, meaning A lot of entrepreneurs are new in the space and they've not yet had an opportunity to study uh, data and analytics and their time of year and their season. And so I think it's really important that before we start panicking, that especially in your first one to three years of doing business, you have to still look at doing business as market research. Like one of the things that we fail to do is research within our own company. So you hear the term market research, and that means that you're out studying your competitors, finding out what's going on with your competition, finding out what's going on with other similar companies in the marketplace. But you also have to do market research within your own brand within your own company. And this is why it's so important to document, 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 document. And you will be able to see, oh, well, January this year, I'm doing pretty much the same thing that I did January last year. March this year, 
that's how you're able to see where your ups and downs will be. That's how you're able to project your revenue. Like, can I really afford to quit this year? I don't know how much money I'm going to make this year. You should. If you've been in business more than two years, you should be able to predict in year three about how much money you're going to make based on, you know, the two years before. I don't say year one because year one can go, you know, crazy. We have nothing to really um, base it off of. But this is really, David, why um, one you got to get yourself a business coach like you just do. And this is no plug, but you have to get yourself a business coach because you literally can talk yourself out of business. Um, two, you want somebody to help set and met monitor uh, your expectations that you have in your business. And it's really sometimes challenging because we are currently wrapped up in an environment where entrepreneurship is the wave. I won't say the new wave, but it's certainly the wave right now. Nobody wants to work. Everybody wants to start a business and everybody thinks that the results happen fast mm -hmm. and they don't not even for that entrepreneur who's posting screenshots and saying, oh, my God, I did this overnight. I did this in 24 hours. It didn't even happen fast for them. So we have to really, really set and manage our expectations. But also, in addition to like some type of coaching, it's important to get in other environments, get around other cultures, get around other groups of people, get around people who are in different industries. It's so important because I remember my first time in a in a mastermind that was super high level. Um, at this time, I was not yet a seven figure income earner and everybody in the room was seven and eight figures. It was my first time really being in a mixed learning environment for entrepreneurs, meaning the room wasn't all black. It was all kinds of people in that room. And they were discussing strategies like this was the time where I could have sat in the back of the room and said, I'm not saying anything. I'm not qualified to be here. But I heard somebody on stage. I don't remember the gentleman's name. We were talking about sales strategies and they were asking uh, he was at, they were specifically asking about Black Friday. And the guy on stage said, I have nothing for you basically for a Black Friday sales strategy. We sit that one out. And everybody in the room was like, wow, you sit it out like this is one of the highest selling um, days of the year. And he's like, yeah, it is one of the highest selling days of the year. But this is also where you get your highest amount of turnover, your highest amount of returns, your highest amount of issues within your company, because you're fulfilling 10 times faster than your company is used to fulfilling. And you can't always keep up with that type of workflow. So he was saying for him, I'd rather just make no money during this part of the year and sit out and let y'all have that, right? Mm. All that headache that comes along with like a $10 million day or whatever that number is. And I had to stand up in that moment and I asked him like, how do you say like, What's happening in your business that allows you to say something like, I'd rather sit that season out and make no money when you're saying you rather make no money. Are we talking about like, you'll do a little something or no money? He's like, no, we completely shut down his 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 team in house shuts down the week of Black Friday. They're not like they're coming off the other side of Thanksgiving. They're ready for that. But his team completely shuts down in that time period. And he said, we actually in our budget, in our revenue budget budget, we actually factor in not performing the week of. Black Friday. Mm. And it was such a foreign concept for me. But then it brought me back to like my childhood growing up in New Orleans, like during the week of Mardi Gras, a lot of the businesses 
and schools and everything closed down during that time. And people plan for that drop in revenue or activity. And when we're talking about a budget, First of all, getting into other rooms will help you realize how other people think like. And so in that moment, it was like, I'm not afraid to miss out on money. I'm not afraid to not make any sales that day. Like I can look at a month and I can find six days where I didn't make any sales, but I still had the highest revenue generating month of that calendar year. Right. So I'm, I'm not necessarily afraid of that. But the third part to that is I believe that entrepreneurs need to create a budget. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking about a budget, I'm not just talking about monitoring what you're spending, but also monitoring what you're bringing in. Mm -hmm. So if your company normally does, let's just say $100,000 a year, right? If your company normally does $100,000 a year and you are trying to figure out in this second year what you're able to do, the first thing that I'm going to do is break down this $100,000 over a 12-month period of time. And I am going to base every category that I need to spend money on based on my typical revenue that's coming in. So we'll do January, February, March. I'm just writing this stuff down so I can keep up. Um, but we'll do January, February, March. Now, over the course of 12 months, each month, you would think I have $8,333 available to me to spend because that's on average what 100000 dollars breaks down to but you could be wrong and you could put yourself in temporary debt in your company by not understanding that well in january we actually make ten thousand dollars in that month february valentine's day nobody's really shopping they're focused on valentine's day um we only do about three thousand dollars that month and let's just go march and april in march we're back on track we do ten thousand dollars that month april is generally an eight thousand three hundred thirty three dollar month so if I am looking at this budget and I see 10,000, 3,000, 10,000, 8,000, immediately based on my budget, I know that in the month of February where my revenue is lowest, I can't afford to invest in any kind of paid marketing. So the month of February, I'm trying to figure out how to really, really leverage organic marketing and things of that nature, right? Therefore, when my business takes a dip, I, ha I don't have to say, oh, let me pull all my ads unexpectedly. Let me pull all my ads. Let me fire my my ad management team. Let me do all these things and start panicking. No, we knew that we made all this money in, D in January. So we're going to do a heavy load of marketing right here in January. But in February, guys, we pull back a little bit. Yeah. I want to I say I, I think that's really, really important. What you just said was another part of panic is, you know, I got to fire people or let people go or shut stuff down when – I, I think the ramp up sometime is when things are good and when things are good, you plan for things to stay good. Mm. And then when they're not so good, it's like, oh my gosh, I got all these expenses. I got to start like cutting some of that. Yeah. So I, my philosophy, especially some days are hard, right? Like it's tough. It's like, it's a, lot, it's a lot going on, right? We're busy. Some days are like that. And I know Breeze be frustrated. Zell, he gonna try to smile through it, but can't be over it, right? Um, but it's not that point where I start saying, oh, it's too much going on. We've gotta hire more people. Now they're probably saying, yo, we need some help around here. But then a couple weeks later, we're all sitting around the office just talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And then Kay gotta find stuff to do. Like yesterday she was cleaning. She just straightened it up and she went to get, we got the, uh, 
the Fabuloso. I had the whole front smell like Fabuloso, right? So it's not a whole lot. I think Zell, he just had to edit some videos. Did you, um, did you get rid of the cleaning team? Everything okay? Everything's cool, yeah. But, but did she you get was rid coming. of the cleaning team? I didn't get rid of the cleaning team. You just reduced how many times a week? Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's because not fair she, to you, babe. Just putting that out there. Well, no, I mean, the lady was coming <laughs> twice a week regardless even if there's no events going on. So my wife, my wife kind of set it up and I was like, oh, well, cool, that's fine. But I'm like, you just in here. So we don't do nothing. We just in the Seiko rooms. Anyway, but yes, I think um, people have to be careful with what they do in a busy season. Be careful with what you do. And like, you have to start to account for what happens if it's not busy. Yep. And in this moment right now, can we fight through this and get on the other side of it? But yeah, go ahead. I thought you said something that was that was super important. Yeah, I mean, so those are just a couple of the things. Every first of all, let us also say this is obviously one thousand percent normal that you are going to at least for the first time have an experience of oh my god, my business is failing. Mm -hmm. I made money, nobody's feeling me. I'm not the hot stuff anymore. That is normal. So if you are feeling that, as long as you continue to do business around that feeling and emotion, like you're going to feel a lot of things as an entrepreneur and you're going to process a lot of emotions as an entrepreneur. But as long as you are disciplined enough to continue to work through it, you're going to get through it anyway. Like it has to happen. If you keep going through it, you'll find your season. If you have not been tracking your business and not necessarily preparing for the slow season, but you got to prepare for the slow season. Somebody mm -hmm. would be like, I'm not speaking it into my business. Okay, cool. Well, just don't be prepared and go out of business. <laughs> you know, you panic um, yeah. when it happens to you, but it literally happens to every. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? 
Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal single business the company that generates a million dollars a month when their company generates six hundred thousand dollars in a month it's a problem it's a panic, right? And so how do you prepare for the slow season? What are what are the things that you do? I gave three things um, really quickly. The first one is making sure that you have a coach. Coaching is so critical. It's so clutch because it just, it collapses the time frame for you to get a result. And it helps you to think through things from a business perspective, even when your feelings have entered the chat, right? But here's the thing though. So in the time you really need a coach <clears throat> to get through the slow season. Mm-hmm. You don't have the money, so yeah. you're even you're double nervous to invest what you don't have in the person that can get me out of that. Yeah. So what I uh, and that's a valid point. So there are a couple of things that you can do there. Like if you don't have the ability to invest in a coach that can be on payroll or some type of uh, commitment with you, then start seeking all of the coaches out. On social media, all of the people who are talking about your particular situation or join programs like that's why I brought back my actionable CEO program. That's why you have the morning meetup like there are people who can't afford a five figure investment in coaching, but you can stay in a community and find an accountability partner, at least during that time frame. But the moment you have the ability to like a coach for you in your business should be a part of your monthly payroll budget okay so that was the number one thing that I said and then um, the number two thing that I said is to uh, have different exposure into different environments so exposure into other environments where people are having higher level conversations around you and then number three is create a budget based on actual numbers and based on your actual numbers in the next year if this is your first time doing this then you'll be able to create projections that's how you get your projections by studying what your actuals are and then the following year you'll have these projections that you are now planning for shooting for that's the goal and you'll track them projections and 
actual numbers. That's very important. What you I, got? I would uh, I would say you got to drop your pride. Hey, I've been known to charge less than my worth. Okay, I've, I'll negotiate this worth. I ain't gonna lie to you. Depending on what I got going on, somebody hit me and they said they wanted to book me to speak for a certain amount, and I was like, ah, this is my rate. There's there's some people that, and maybe some people they don't agree with this, but um, they're like, yo, your rate is your rate. Charge your worth and add tax. It depends. Somebody hit me he's like, yo, I wanted to book you to speak for this amount, and I was like, well. If you can double that, let's do it. They came back and doubling what they asked me for is a little less than what I charged, but I'm like, okay, I'll take that, no problem. And they came back with like, like they meet me in the middle. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll take that joint. Hey, listen, drop all that pride, tough guy, okay? Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to go make some money. Now, I'm not doing like random stuff. This is still within my wheelhouse. But I, I realized that I had to I had to drop my pride, man. When I was selling T-shirts and I'm like, yo, $25, that's our number. Somebody, some coach told me, hey, don't negotiate. Your price is your price. But when the person has a crispy $20 in front of me and I charge $25 plus tax, it was like twenty seven fifty, but the person says, "Yo, I got twenty, and I need that twenty dollars, and it's cash, so I really gotta like rig it up for taxes." <laughs> and and I'm like, "All right, well, with taxes twenty one twenty, they're like, nope, I don't got the dollar twenty, I got twenty dollars," and I'm like. I'll take it. Man, give me the twenty dollars. You know what I mean? You got you got to do what you got to do to feed your family. But some people they're they're so prideful that they're not flexible in their business. And I don't know if that's the right advice. I don't know. That's just my advice. I am thinking. Listen, I will I will discount something in a second. And when I stand firm on my price, that means things are going well. If I run a special, <laughs> it is slow this month. So that I don't, again, I don't know if that's the right advice, but uh, yeah, I've been negotiating my worth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's like that sometimes. <laughs> like you that know, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it is for sure like that. Uh, I'll say in the last two, three years, I've been standing firm on my worth uh, for sure. I've been standing firm on my worth, mm -hmm. and I have honestly found a bit of freedom in doing so. Like, I'll just miss out. Sometimes. Have money. Yeah, I said in the last two, three years. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely said in the last two, three years. No, but I have been standing firm on my worth. And especially this year, it has paid off for me so much. Like, I was looking like, man, I had far less speaking engagements this year than I've had over the, in the last five years this year. But I sorted for my speaker category revenue column, and I've also made significantly more money this year from my speaker category because I held firm on my rate. I had to do a third less of the of the work, right? Going all these places, speaking on different stages, simply by just staying firm mm. to my rate. Um, so anyway, there's that. Um, that was number five. Uh, that five. was number four. four. Um, number five. I would suggest that um, when we're talking about you guys, how to survive a slow season, um, number five, analyze your offers. Like you have to understand if you have offers that 
are relevant year round? Do you have offers that are just seasonal? Um, are your offers priced right? Like based on what's going on in the economy, like look at your offers. Is there anything that you can do? Do we need to add maybe a limited edition? So like, uh, especially at holiday time, if you're struggling to make sales, um, if your business is already like it, it, sometimes when you're priced too inexpensive, holiday time doesn't matter for you because your, your product is already very cheap to purchase. Right. And so nobody's excited about your holiday time because you nearly have to give your offer away for free. Mm-hmm. Instead of reducing an already inexpensive offer is create a limited edition of something like can you create something limited edition that will create urgency and drive sales and increase revenue um, into the company at that time like there's a limited edition like if you're a group coach expert. Uh, maybe you have a limited edition uh, one-on-one offer. Mm-hmm. If you sell hoodies, maybe you have a limited edition t-shirt or a limited edition hat or a limited edition bundle. But when you do these things, it's very important that if you say something is limited edition, it really needs to be limited edition mm-hmm. because the moment uh, consumers catch on to the fact that your limit is has no limits, um, it, it, you lose your sense of urgency. People yeah. stop taking you seriously. For sure. Um, I would, and maybe you have to help me formalize this into a step because sometimes the analytics and the numbers and the data and the projections, it doesn't help with the imposter syndrome, meaning even if even if I'm in a slow season and this season is historically, historically slow, it's really hard sometimes to get over the thought that, yo, it could be over or the economy's changing. Cause there's something all, outside of your business. There's always factors that affect it. Mm-hmm. I remember one time there was this big thing about the, the raise of price of cotton and I'm in a t-shirt business. So even if I know this timing is slow, I'm thinking, okay, this is normal that it's slow, but man, it's going to be harder to produce product and I'd have to raise my price. And if it's slow, how am I going to charge more? Even like the, the data and analytics, it doesn't help with my mental state mm-hmm. of fear. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to put that into a step. Though. So I would think that that's like, um, plug into personal development for sure, plug into personal development. Man. And so that's when you want to like, that's your time to really study and go deep on what you're feeling. That's yeah. when you focus on your feelings and you're trying to counteract it with some sort of a solution. Yeah. Um, so if you're feeling fear, then read a book about overcoming fear. If you are feeling doubt, then read a book about overcoming doubt. You're lacking confidence. Read a book about confidence, like whatever is going to get you to that next step. Yeah. Would you agree? It's personal yeah, 100%, development. hundred percent personal development. We need that. Y'all the whole game is in our head. The whole game. My wife sent me a really dope text this morning because she's historically started stuff and stopped it. You know what I mean? She's new to this, not having a job, excellent at a job. She's had a job her whole life, but she's been a stay-at-home mom for the last, you know, few years. And Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Eufy lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they... 
need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there. You don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging. It's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, eufy.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy. E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y, video lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. And she's like, yo, I want to get back to operating at a high level because in business, she's tried a bunch of stuff and she hasn't operated at a high level just yet because she's new to it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And going through pregnancy, kids, postpartum, having me as a husband can't be easy. Um, I love you, honey. Um, but she sent me a, she sent me a text today, a long text too, man. And uh, she said, uh, she had like a couple, a couple points. She sent me a, a picture of Atomic Habits, and she said, "So I'm a new person. I've been lazy with bad habits, and just not the person I want to become. My goal is to become better daily." And she's like, uh, "I've been listening to this book at least one chapter a day. I'm currently on chapter six, and she went to the gym this morning. She said, "I'm at the gym now. I'm getting back to who I'm proud of." She said, I just need your support while I'm on this journey. And I thought that was incredible, man, because she's stepping into a space that she's only seen through me and Donnie. Mm -hmm. And she's giving herself grace mm -hmm. to learn. But the, the, the thing she was most impressive is she realizes a problem and she's doing something about it step by step. She didn't say, I'm going to read... I'm going to re read a book a week. She said, I'm listening to one chapter of this particular book that's going to help me with my problem because I need to adopt better habits. And I thought that was super impressive, man. I love that. 
I love that so much. Shout out to you, Dre. We love you. Get it together because your mind is where it starts. And I will say, um, Dre birthed two babies back to back. That takes a mental toll on anybody. Birthing one child. My daughter is 21 and it still takes a mental toll on me (laughs) on on a regular basis, right? Uh, Yes, you. Yeah, she got that face like I beg your pardon. (laughs) (laughs) It still takes a mental toll on you. So anybody who has the ability to, sometimes you're so deep into something and so so deeply attached to how you feel Mm -hmm. that you can't really identify how you feel, what you need to do, what should be the starting place. So anybody who's able to just use the inspiration that they have around them and start digging themselves out of their sure. own self-imposed funk, I cheer you and champion you on. Shout out to Dre. Love it. Number eight. So number seven was uh, plug into personal development. Personal development, y'all, before we move from that one, I know people hate to hear it because yeah. I used to be that person sitting in like the audience. I've paid. I gave you my last dollar to sit in this conference. <laughs> I, I didn't sneak in this time, okay? I didn't have anybody hold the door and pass me their ticket. I legit gave you my last dollar to be here, and you're going to tell me to read a book? <laughs> you couldn't just send that to me in an email? You know what I mean? So I fully understand how it feels to be told, stay plugged into personal development, read the books, watch the documentaries, talk to people at a moment when you're like really, really struggling. But let me tell you, if your mind isn't in it, yeah. you can't win it. 100%. Like I just made that up. Y'all write that down, tag me in the post. If your mind isn't in it, you can't win it. It wasn't the biggest part. It was good. It was really, really good. I guarantee you somebody's going to tag that, me in the post. Was that a bar that made you say, ooh, no. He's typing it out. Look at all these phones Because you told him to. Look. Nobody, nobody did it. Wednesday. Nobody did it before you said, yeah, type that. Olivia didn't figure it out. Go ahead. Now, if you're not not in it, you're not going to win it. If your mind isn't in it, you are not going to win it. And you got to keep, like, you got to exercise your brain muscles more than you exercise any other muscle in your body. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe in your physical muscle with your fitness. I believe in exercising your business muscle, right? And your mental muscle, you got to exercise those muscles. Number eight, when you are in your slow season, a great survival mechanism is to work on the business. Mm -hmm. Dive deeply into working on the business. When you're so deeply involved in working on your business, you're not really paying attention to other things, but the reason why it helps you survive the slow season is because you start to get really creative. You start to remind yourself of what the vision is. You start to um, imagine, reimagine and remind yourself of what the bigger picture is, like where the company is going. When you start working on the business, you're doing things like um, upgrading to new systems. And as you're upgrading to the new systems and you're having conversations with your team or whoever those individuals are that are helping you upgrade to this new system, you can't help but to feel successful. You're having conversations like, yeah, so the reason that we're going to transfer from um, this system to this system is because the sales team needs to have a better flow. Like we need to get the follow-up process you know in place and also I need to be able to track my data and my analytics but it's going to make me it's going to make it really really easy for me to strategically market if I'm able to segment my audience using like when you're having that kind of conversation you can't lose the oomph factor for your business because you're literally so focused on working on the business and working on the business is where you are 
planning for and carrying out the vision that you have. So this is when you are going to um, implement new systems, upgrade to new systems. This is when you're going to analyze workflows and figuring out, oh, this is where we can be doing some things better. Oh, I see that this is how the fulfillment center currently operates, but this is where we're going to do something better. This is also where you have time to now all those files that you just have stored on your computer. This is when you want to now organize your, your structure on your cloud, your servers, whatever it is that you're doing. You want to do a clean sweep of stuff that's no longer serving you and you want to get better organized, pay attention to the details. This is also when you want to look at your organizational structure. Your organizational structure is the structure of uh, people that you have in your company from uh, usually sometimes the founder down or the CEO down, right? So, okay, this is where I'm drawing out. Like right now, it could usually, I, I could really use a COO. Let me write out right now what we have to do to plan for a, CEO, a COO. Or, you know what? I've been meaning to all year um, restructure some people because I got a good team of people, but I don't have the right butts in the right seats. Like this is your time to start having that conversation um, when you are working on, on your business yeah, for sure I would definitely say uh, the next step is uh, work on your skill set because I, I, one I I've had the biggest breakthroughs and the biggest um, acceleration when I realized that I'm not as good as I think I am so in these slow seasons I'm blaming it on everything else I'm blaming it on the economy I'm blaming it on the staff I'm blaming it on the customers I'm blaming it on the news I'm blaming it on influencers I'm just blaming on all this stuff that I realize I really maybe I just need to get better at it and the better you are is something the more earning potential you have this was a this was a realization for me I made a post and it didn't do that well and I made another one didn't do that well I made another one it's just not doing that well so I'm like, man, hate Instagram algorithm. <laughs> but then I made a post that I stole from somebody else and that joint went crazy. I'm just not making good posts. You know, I'm just not feeling my stuff. I just, the stuff I'm coming up with, you're just not liking it. And then I made a post yesterday with a long caption. They liked it. And so I'm like, now I'm looking at it from a different lens. Mm -hmm. How can I get better at making posts? What, like, what is it about the visual or the way I'm articulating it that people aren't feeling? And then when I make a post to my family, there y'all are again, y'all like them again. So it's not like, it's not, it's only went to a few hundred people. Cause when I make a post about my family, I get a whole lot of engagement. When I make a post about something else and I don't, I don't think the algorithm is 100% segmenting, oh, David likes this one. We're not gonna send nobody. Oh, this one about his family? Listen to the mad people. He took it from somebody else? Listen at the mad people. I don't think that's the case. My point is, I'm always thinking to myself, how can I be better at what we're doing? Whether it's selling a product or facilitating a conversation as a content creator or making more content or, um, like the show that we like, we're we're gonna do something on Friday. We're gonna start picking it up on Friday, where it's a live show on YouTube every single Friday. Mm -hmm. It's not. I'm I'm just gonna outwork it and come up with a good creative idea. Hopefully, other people like it, and we'll do it. So I think the the focus needs to point at skill set, and you better wake up, bro. 
This is a good. No, you're not actually. This is a good conversation. You did you fly in this morning? You just got here. Okay, from the West Coast. Okay, I got you. Sit in one of them chairs though, because it's distracting. You are dozing, bro. <laughs> did you see it? I have seen it a couple of times. It's kind of distracting a little mm-hmm. bit. You good? Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it out again, but I didn't put the cameras on you, but we will next time, okay? All right, go for it. Um, So I kind of want to separate this, but it goes into another one that I'm thinking about. But um, this is a good time for you to create team competitions. And uh, this is a good time for you to focus on your team. Let's say that I'll, I'll mm-hmm. put that in one category. And so this is a good time for you to focus on your team. And what do I mean by this? Like your team is, is the place where that determines how your company is growing and we need to show them a lot of love. Right. And sometimes when you are in your season, um, we can neglect our teams. We can forget to recognize people who needed some recognition. So during your slow season, uh, maybe you need to put some focus on your team. So how do we do that? This is this might be the time of year that you do your reward ceremonies. Like if you're a company that rewards your employees, you might want to do your reward ceremonies at that time. Um, this might be a time where you initiate some or implement some team competitions, team competitions. Petitions. Well, let me not even go there yet with the reward ceremonies. When business is going slow, not only do you feel it, but your team feels it, too. And when they can sense that things are going slow in business at, for the company that they work for, that's a lot of times where they're thinking about like, ooh, maybe I should be looking for another job. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should uh, be thinking about my time here coming to an end. Yeah. And when things are also going slow, your team starts to underperform. Like there's not a whole lot to do during the day and people are starting to now develop really, really bad habits. So rewards, ceremonies, re-excites people who have kind of taken a mental hiatus away from um, from from doing the everyday work because things have slowed down. This is also a time to do some team incentives. So this one is a revenue driver. If you are uh, struggling in business to make sales, things like that, how can you reward your team to go out there and work a little bit harder? How can they how can you reward them for putting in 10 percent more effort during this time going out there and getting the business? This is also a time. Remember, we're still focusing on our team. This is also for you a, a time for you to do team surveys, team surveys. A lot of times the people who are working with you have the ability to see things from the back end that you can't see. Right. So this is when you're asking them about how the company is running. This is when you're asking them about how they feel about how we're servicing our customers and clients. This is a time for you to ask their feedback. This is your internal surveying, your internal feedback that you are getting like, hey, where do you think uh, where do you how do you think we can best serve our customers? This is an amazing time to do that, because when your team feels involved in where the direction of the company is going, it encourages them. That's an incentive for them to work a whole lot harder for you um, or with you than they had been before because they feel like you value 
their feedback and value their opinion. And then as we're focusing on team, I would also focus on team training. This may be the time where you're bringing in other experts that are developing your team in areas that the team needs development. This might be your time where you're looking for conferences to send some of your key team members to so that they can learn. So this time now when they come back, Everybody, when it's when we're back in our season, everybody is they're, they're pit bulls waiting for the gates to open. Like everybody has been trained, everybody has been rewarded, everybody has been incentivized. And when it's our turn again, we're coming in and we're killing it. Gotcha. And we're on ten now. Ten. Uh, that was ten. That was ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in a slow season, I got it, guys. Mm-hmm. I got it. I'm telling you, this works like a charm. So get your pen and paper ready. Okay, get your notes. See, they're taking notes. <laughs> relaunch something just get excited about something that you already got yo i remember in slow seasons i would i would take a shirt that i had up there for months and say yo we just yo we just dropped it. i'll make it like a video around that particular shirt yo go check out this video about this shirt. I made a shirt about the blind faith joint. I sat in the studio. We made something. It was really my living room. It wasn't the studio. But we sh- we shot this whole video about a shirt that we had already been selling for mad long. So I'm like, yo, check out the new blind faith shirt. And I was relaunching something that I had already had. But because I was excited about it, other people were excited. And they started buying it more. It was the craziest thing. You have to get excited in everything that comes out. You need to be super excited about it. So you do events in uh, in the Bay Area. You need to drop. Yo, we're bringing it back. Even if you did it last month. Yo, I'm telling you, we got an all new season. We're bringing it back. Yo, we see we used to do these events da 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 for the last six months. This time we're bringing it back. Are y'all excited? You got to get excited about it. If you drop another the same design in a different color, you've got to get excited about that color, as if it's a big announcement. So I'm telling you, the the excitement around what you're launching. Um, even if, just launch something and get excited about it because chances are people had no idea that you were selling this thing. Listen, as we, so we're building out a funnel right now for the morning meetup and I'm, I'm going to be promoting it like I never had it before. I'm going to be promoting it like, yo, this is the, yo, we finally, finally figured it out, y'all. We are launching the number one community. I know you've never, ever, ever seen a community that gathers every single day. And I looked at it and I looked at the market, looked at the landscape and I had asked myself, am I going to be committed to coaching you every single day? And I said, our community needs it. So starting this Monday, now it started like six years ago, but even as I'm talking about it, people who saw it, they're now excited. And very few people are gonna say, yo, that's, that's an old offer. <laughs> but because I'm excited, it seems like something new. Yo, first off, Apple does it every year. They drop the same phone and act with a, another, the, instead of circles, there's, it's a square. <laughs> it's the same exact camera. They get excited about the same exact phone and we go crazy over it and say, yo, I got to have the new one. Mm-hmm. So pull out some benefits of something that you got already and launch it. You going to relaunch your show? 
Just relaunch it. Just get excited this week. Yo, this Thursday, y'all, we retooled some things. You didn't retool anything. And you shot that episode a month ago. But we we retooled some things, y'all. We are coming back bigger and better than ever. It's the same show. But for somebody that's watching it for the first time or somebody that hasn't seen it a while before, they're going to say, yo, this new show? <laughs> yo, they retooled that joint? <laughs> <laughs> retooled it. They yes. retooled relaunch. it. Relaunch. Yeah, relaunch or launch, but with launch. excitement. Excitement. It's it's the energy. Like you you mentioned that um morning meetup, you know, you come back whenever you are marketing it, it's like, yo, we're blah, we're this, we're that, we're the up. When when I launched Actionable CEO, it literally was about the excitement mm -hmm. that I had around like literally I can't wait for you guys to experience this. Like, really, if I'm you, I'm enjoying just for this part right here. 100%. It's your energy. Like, mm, maybe relaunch with excitement. But I feel like during a slow season, too, we got to we got to focus on just fixing our attitude. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about relaunching something. Um, number 13. And I got one more after this, just in case you got one more. So we'll do 15. What? I'm on number 13. I thought I just did 11. You just did um, 12. Yeah, you just, you just did 12. You just yours in together. No, listen, number one, coach, get a coach. Number two Daddy, is, it's okay. Just do your you thing. You good? Okay. You got the numbers. So number, uh, so we're going to put this one. Real quick, okay, in this excitement thing. Real quick, Reese, thing. can you show me my, I just Hold wanted up. to real quick and interrupt him the way he constantly. <laughs> hey, listen, guys, that's a part of why y'all like this that's show. That's why y'all like this, this show. energy here. Mm -hmm. So... All love. I'm going to. Anybody heard of Revolt World? Yes. You going? You going? You going? You going? You got a ticket? What's going? Do you know what's going on for Revolt World? Exact. That's what I'm saying. Reese was like, "Yo, you going to Revolt? You don't know what's going on at Revolt World. Why? Because they didn't even really say it like that. However, yes." It's just exciting, and we all just gotta go. And I told Dottie this morning, uh, I was like, yo, they got Revolt World this weekend. She was like, word? Nobody, yo, I, I, no disrespect, no disrespect. We have no idea I'll what's happening. I have no idea, and it, it came to my attention because somebody said the other day, I was like, yo, I, I asked someone, yo, you going to Revolt World? It was like, uh, I heard about it, but I don't know what it is, but I, I think we are gonna go. <laughs> but they're just the marketing they're excited about it so people get excited about it and they don't want to miss out on what's so excited the way look donnie see how her legs are crossed a little bit mm. she's comfortable mm. no shoes her foot is almost Mad on close. top of his shoe <laughs> <laughs> you ain't had to do that hold on they're they're both leaning on the same pillow the lean rest. is crazy the do you guys have you met each other before she, yeah, y'all met at Podcast Summit, right? Or y'all were before that? Oh, wait. Are you, did y'all arrive here together today? Yeah. Hey, oh. First off. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the Whoa, episode. Let's get back wait, to wait, 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 wait. Are y'all dating? They don't have a mic. No, they're just friends. They're just Y'all talk on the phone? Body language is crazy, though. I ain't gonna hold you. That body language is wild. Sharing the pillow, you're leaning here. Body language, yo, they gonna kill Olivia on this one. They gonna kill Olivia. All right, let's keep going. Let's y'all attracted to each other. She all right. 
Uh, I feel like so. I feel like they play it cool right now. They're just not telling us. Uh, She's like, you know, when we get in there, if we show up together, Donnie and Dave are gonna go in. Uh, <laughs> no, because y'all are too prepared. Oh, yeah, 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 if yeah. I were showing up somewhere with you, Dave, I'm not concerned about how we walk in. Well, he's married. He's not. It doesn't always matter. Now, I'm not, he's not concerned. He's not though. He's not. You he's feel not. me? That's what I'm and he's not. Hmm. Are you, what, are if you looking, I walked in somewhere with Terry or Zell or Reese, I'm not concerned with how I walk in. Let me ask you: Are you looking for something serious? Like, uh, yeah, serious. Sure. But, oh, but I'm saying you're not looking to like fall in love, get married, like right now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Hmm. No? Let me she tell you, God, I just... Donnie, let's get back to it. I just said this last night <laughs> that sometimes we will delay our blessing because we are afraid to speak it out loud. Mm. Like, we'll downplay it. When you know that you're looking for a serious relationship and you want to be married, like, I've done this before, right? When you... Sometimes, if you... Keep saying, like, if you know that you really, really want to be married and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for friendship. It's but whatever. some people ain't, they don't want that. No, 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 no. I'm not talking to that person. Days, I'm talking to the person who really, really wants it. Oh, I see. Like, if that's you and you really, really want her, like, don't keep downplaying it with that friendship Go talk. That because thing. in a minute she's going to. Okay, because in a minute she's going to believe it. In a minute, in a minute you're going to turn around and she's going to be with somebody and then you're going to come to her and be like, yo, what happened? And you gonna, she's going to be like, oh, you said you want a serious friendship. We have a very serious, I'm so serious about this friendship. You feel it in your body, body cool. You change your ways. <laughs> but I can see that you got it bad. You got it, you it's got a, it's it It's a little bad. something going on. Yeah, I mean, body you know, language is all extreme. I'm saying is I'll, for both of you guys, if there's a vibe here and there's something you want, don't downplay it like, oh, it's cool. Oh, I just want to be your friend because one day you're going to look up and your friend going to have a man mm. or your friend going to have a woman and you're going to be like, dang, I thought you knew. All I knew is that you told me you were ser you wanted a serious friend and here we are, seriously friends. But both of them could just have an open situation like, yo, let's just have a good time. Yeah, open here situations. For, um, for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, I'm, let, me let me get off that. Get, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm off that. But anyway, you had the mic. You wanted to say something. No, I was so totally agreeing with you. Um, yeah, it was great feedback. I guess hold I just on, don't mic, have, mic. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, I just don't have any expectations. So mm. uh, I guess it's a balance between having expectations at the same time, not really talking down. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have learned to have expectations about everything. Really? For sure. For most things. I, I, don't, I don't like to speak in absolutes. Look at them two over there. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't like to speak like, in no, absolutes, no but I do find, like, if I don't have an expectation about what I want to receive out of an outcome, then I could be wasting my time. Mm. And I'm not volunteering to waste my time. Like, I expect that we are on the same page. If I am spending time with you, investing time in conversation, we go out, we're hanging out, I expect that we're at least on the same page about the direction of where we're taking this thing. I am not coming in here like, oh yeah, let's hang out. Let's take all this time and talk on the phone. Maybe let's even have sex. Let's spend money on dates. But I don't expect anything because the moment again she ends up or he ends up with somebody else, you're going to realize how many expectations you actually had. Not really. Oh, some for people sure. aren't. They are on the same page that I don't want nothing right now. What well, do whatever then you that's do. that's your expectation. OK, let's get back to business. And that you might need some therapy. 
Really? Yeah. Like if you are in a situation where you are comfortable giving your most valuable resources away, your time, energy, money, and body, and agree. you offer no expectation or you don't have any expectations, there's probably something that you're masking as to why you allow yourself to be in that situation. I don't agree. There's a difference between just having a little bit of fun and this is and, and that could be it. I'm just having fun. Y'all have yeah, fun. Yeah, that's that's sometimes the goal. Let's just have fun. That's the expectation, though. Can we get back to the expectation? Is don't catch feelings for me, babe, because we just having fun. Yes, and, and there are situations where everybody's on the same page. With I that. have told people a couple of times or two, I am not who you want to catch feelings for. Yeah, you be putting voodoo on people. It's the wildest. <laughs> thing. Yo, it's the wildest thing, and I just can't figure it out. Donnie be doing something to these little boys. They just first damn. of all, I used to tell people that. The old version of me today, catch feelings, baby, make it be known. Um, <laughs> and let me know, all right? Anywho, my next one. So, anyway, the one was fix your attitude. That was just a spinoff of what you said, but that's not where. Fix your attitude. Like, sometimes you are so negative about your own business that you are the reason that you think your season is so slow. You are the reason that you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And you are the reason why everybody around you seems to be underperforming because your attitude is poor. Mm -hmm. You get on your team meetings with this slow, like, Oh, woe is me attitude. You come into your offices and you're dragging, you are talking to other people and it's just negative. And you know, you, your attitude, is just so poor and guys your attitude can make or break you it will carry you or it will drop you along the way so sometimes you just need to fix your own attitude and talk to yourself like differently like we talked about the personal development but when we're fixing our attitude this is where you want to deploy your affirmations yep. this is when you want to look in the mirror and say look I know that I'm qualified I know that I'm capable we're going through something right now but I do believe in my ability to figure it out like I'm going to figure this thing out we're going to turn this around like I understand that I wouldn't have come this far just to be halted to a complete stop right. at this time this is when you start talking differently to yourself about yourself differently to your business about your business and you have to in in this this attitude you got to have some expectations of yourself like this is what I expect of me I expect that even though revenue has taken a 40% decline I am still going to show up in my business as if we were at a 140% increase this is when I expect that even though business is a little slow I expect that I'm walking in and I'm presenting myself to my team in a way as if we were at our peak performance you have to have a great attitude and put expectations on yourself, of yourself, of your business, of your team that keep you in the game. Facts. So that last was a whole number. You. Yeah. Fix don't, your try to, don't try to limit me and my, my. That's the last one from you because I'm going to close you. it out. I'm going to close it out well, with the last one. You started it with three. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't even know we were going down this lane. You're right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. And this is maybe not in the slow season, but I think this is a precaution for when it happens because it is going to happen. Everybody's experienced a slow season, right? Yes. Okay. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 11 years. Every single one of those 11 years, there's been a time where I've made less than normal money, even compared to historically. It's like, this is down. But I think it's really, really important to not change your spending habits based on how well you're doing. There needs to be some sort of... Um, reserve that's put aside every single month. If you do really, really good, we have the tendency 
to upgrade. If we do really, really good, we got a tendency to buy stuff. And I'm not saying buy a car, or, you know, buy clothes and stuff like that, which some of y'all do because you want to reward yourself, especially if you're coming out of a down season and then you have a really good month. You're like, oh, I deserve it. You don't. <laughs> you don't deserve it. So there needs to be like there. You have to have a stream of income going somewhere else, a savings account, something. But don't start spending money because you have it. We have to. I, I really, really hope people understand this. You need to pay yourself a certain amount of money every if you if you if you especially if you've been in business for a little while and you know how much you're going to be making, you need to pay yourself a certain amount of money. I understand you're probably gonna still dip back into the business to pay something, but put yourself on two thousand dollars a month or fifteen hundred dollars a month or four thousand. Put yourself on some sort of consistent payment, and that's how you operate. That's what you operate out of. Even to this day, there are some times where I can't buy a pair of $200 sneakers. Even to this day, there is a time where I can't, I can't go out and take my wife out and we have an amazing dinner. There's times because the money is funny in my personal account. I pay myself a certain amount of money. <laughs> I spent the money on stuff. And now I'm like, ooh, babe, I get paid Friday, so... Actually, we get paid the same day. So I get paid Friday. We can go Friday because I'm not going into the business to pay for our personal stuff. So and it's not that I have if I have a good month, I start paying myself more. If I have a bad month, it's the same. So you have to start saving uh, and it needs to be in the in the in the um, what's the word? Not the process, but in the system mm -hmm. of your money flow. Yeah. So. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and if you want to like set up set up your ADP, okay? I got an affiliate with ADP, and I like it. ADP.com forward slash social proof. Get yourself on a payroll. Um, I remember making a post. And you'll save $250, and you'll get this set up. You can set it up for he free. on my nerves. No, no, seriously, yeah. for free. Because I, when I signed up for ADP, I had to pay. But then I built this relationship with them, and... For you all, if you go to adp.com forward slash social proof. Hold on a minute. Isn't that, um, when did you get that relationship with them? When did you get that relationship with them? When did you get, because I created an ADP partnership for us. When? Are you kidding me right now? This lady, how did she come? She, I think she came to the studio and was like, hey. we want to, And she was hawking me for business too. What this is she, person too? Oh What's my her gosh. Name? What's your what's your person name? No, we got somebody different. Hmm. Okay, but I set that up for us. Did you? Yes. Hmm. And here you go. You didn't tell me on about your, it. I did tell oh you about gosh. it. Oh my gosh! Here Shans, we go. I can prove here it to you go. that I told you about it. it. How did we? I, say, how did this happen, Kay? It's not like I. Yo, I don't know how this lady got our nope. information, but she was going hard. Nope. This lady was going hard, too. And I said, yo, I got a meeting with this lady where I'm going to set us up on with an ADP. It's okay. I'll just change the affiliate situation and make it my own. Anyway. Um, oh. ADP.com forward slash social proof. Anyway. Um, no, seriously. I remember making a post. Hold on. One last thing. I promise you. You are about to drive me insane. <laughs> And if you sign up, you get 20% off their services. 
adp.com forward slash social proof. So this is the worst way to affiliate market. The, the worst way to affiliate market. But I'm, allows, glad, I'm glad I didn't do it with you. I'm I'm glad you're frustrated. Mission accomplished. Anyway, so listen, payroll, you're talking about like managing your money, right? Mm. So do you remember that uh, we were having a conversation about um, me and you were on the phone one day and I think it sparked a, an Instagram post for both of us um, where I was like, yeah, money looking real funny until payday. Mm. And so I created this reel on Instagram and it was like, I was looking like, oh my God. And the, it was something like that moment when um, you got a whole lot more month left at the end of the month than money or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, or when you're trying to make your paycheck spread, whatever. Somebody commented and was like, I knew that y'all don't be doing what y'all really be doing. Like, how you a whole entrepreneur worried about a payday? My business don't operate like that. And it really made me think like how sad it is that this is your mindset. But on one hand, I understand it. I understand that you think as an entrepreneur that 100% of the money that you earn in your company belongs to you. Mm. Operating like that is what will have you not be an entrepreneur for long. Uh, 100%. Right? Um, you do, what Dave is saying is so important. You do have to pay yourself accordingly. Put yourself on payroll and do not step outside of that paycheck. There are many times where I am lit. I am still living check to check. Bro, to this day. Check to the, to this day today. I mean, mm. my first of all, I ain't even gonna go there. Uh, we just got paid a little while ago. My, it's it's thin. Couple days ago. It's thin. Listen, my check be spent <laughs> before I even have an opportunity to receive it. Like the deposit ain't even good. My, but literally pay yourself. But when you're in a slow season, you will feel so tempted to dip into that other bank account. So tempted to be like, I still want to maintain my same eating habits. Mm, mm. Not this month. Yeah. Not this month. 100%. Whatever you want to do needs to fit into that paycheck. And you got to wait like everybody else. Yeah. One thing I used to do, too, is if we if we go out. I'll just use my business card because like when we go out to dinner and stuff like that, it's a business expense. But I stop doing that if it's personal. So <laughs> in personal, like even if, because, you know, we'll go eat like me, you, Dre, mm -hmm. we'll just go eat. And I'll just put it on my business card because, okay, I'll write it off as a business expense. But it's, I realize what it's doing is it's giving me a false sense of me thinking I have money. You have money. So I, I always, if I'm going out like just personal, if it's a personal thing, I use a personal card mm -hmm. because I know I have to pay that personal, that personal amount back. And it's, it, it squeezes you to think, yo, I'm, I don't have just endless flows of money and you, you will be surprised how much money you save with this, this, with this mindset. So if you go to adp.com forward slash social. Oh proof, my goodness. You'll get some better videos. All right. The last one, you guys, do you have any more? No. Do y'all, do y'all pay yourself though? I mean, entrepreneur, just, we're not going to put the camera on you, but like you really, it's, it's triggering for you as an entrepreneur, this conversation we're having, you need to get your financial flow. Just raise your hand a little bit. Because he wants to send Anybody you to adp.com forward slash. You're a full-time entrepreneur, proof. right? You're struggling with it. I know it. Raise your hand. I know it. I know it. He just tries to sit there like, no, we struggle for sure. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, we really, really do. Like, but think about it. Many people struggle to go into the workplace, which is an environment where your daily tasks have already been set. 
for you. You know what you're doing every single day when you go into work. You know what's expected of you. You know what reports. You know what deliverables you have. You know what to do. Entrepreneurship seems like it's super easy and you've got this abundance of freedom and it's for you. The trouble with that is, or the struggle with that is, it's for you. So you don't have a clear framework. You don't always know what you're going to be doing every single day. The relationships, the processes, the workflows, it's not already built out for you. Your journey is about creating that along the way. Like you're literally figuring out every single day for a long time, every single day, how are we going to make this money today? Mm-hmm. How are we going to get this done today? How are we going to make this payroll today? Right. Right. Um, And so give yourself some grace, definitely in that area. Like, and when I say give yourself some grace, I mean, just simply understand that all of the things that you are feeling, everybody else has probably felt too. And these things that you're feeling are most likely normal. The people who survive it though, the people who live to tell the story after they already have some money or after they've already made it through that storm are just the ones whose feelings weren't uh, affected or or whose business wasn't affected long term by their feelings right the facts have to outweigh the feelings the facts are everybody's going to feel this the facts are every business is going to experience this the facts are everything that's happening right now is normal the facts justify your feelings but because of the facts that's why you got to continue to push through for sure for sure so the last one that wasn't the last. No, I'm. This is this is. You're not What's even paying attention. Here? I was elaborating off of what you had going on. Do you think? All right, the last one. If you are in a slow season, sometimes you simply rest. Sometimes the answer is rest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the answer is not to spend your time trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect opportunity for you to recharge, reset, get you some rest. And get prepared for your season again. And this is also great advice for the entrepreneur. You're making money. You already have some money. Um, Your business has generated regular revenue. You're not necessarily like back up against the wall financially. You might be a higher level entrepreneur. This is your time to rest, to avoid burnout. Take this season, go on a one week trip, go over somewhere and meditate, go spend some time with your family, go pour back into yourself during this time so that you are not over anxious, overworked and overcharged when it's time for your season to come back. Yes. There it is. And I'm not even going to try to top it off with nothing else. Nope, because there is nothing else. There's man more stuff. All right, you guys. Uh, hold this on, real quick, real quick, real quick. And this would be, this, this be good for both of us. Is okay? this a bonus, Shan? A little bit. Well, you kind of said it. Okay, r- run back through them. So I'll see All right, real about. quick. To recap, the 15, <sighs> uh, 15 things to do to survive a slow season. Number one, hire a coach. Number two, get exposure into other environments. Number three, create a budget and abide by it. Mm-hmm. Number four, drop your pride. Number five, Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Analyze your offers. Number six, 
plan your sales season. Number seven, plug into personal development. Number eight, work on the business. Number nine, work on your skill set. Number 10, create team competitions. Number 11, focus on your team. Number 12, relaunch something with excitement. Number 13, fix your attitude and commit to your affirmations. Number 14, manage your money properly, which is different than creating a budget. And number 15, rest. Yes. And bonus. Okay. (laughs) Join a community where there's a coach and colleagues. Yeah. Colleagues that will, uh, you can see that they're going through the same thing and you're not in no special situation. Colleagues that can help you get out, like sharing resources, things of that nature. And also a coach has been there that can inspire you, help you get out of it, things of that nature. And we have two really, really good options for you. One is the morning meetup. TheMorningMeetup.com, we join, we gather every single day, Monday through Friday. We actually start at 7.45 a.m. with a, come on, guys. We can hear you. It's okay. It's all good. That's uh, Two morning meetup members, you know what I mean? Just over here, just chopping it up. Um, but uh, we join, we, we gather every single day. It actually, call starts at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we go over the book read every day because we are always reading a book together. We're literally on the same page, same chapter. And we read about 15 books a year together. And then um, we have a topic that we discuss every single day. I'm on there every Thursday, q and I'm on it throughout the week as well, but we have a community of people. Donnie also has a community. If you think she did better on this episode than I did, join her community. You know what I mean? Because I believe in abundance <laughs> and creating a space for us all, uh, I welcome you all to check out The Morning Meetup. The Morning Meetup has been here for six years. I hate the fact years. that you're doing this right now. I hate, the Morning no, Meetup has no, been here. No, fight for, with me. Daddy, the stop, Morning Meetup has been here road. for six years. <laughs> I have had the privilege and opportunity to be a guest mentor inside yeah, of The Morning right Meetup. And I believe in everything that David stands for. I hate when she switches it up. Yes, know? yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, too, have a really amazing uh, community called Actionable CEO. This is a private mentorship community for entrepreneurs who are seeking personal, uh, professional and financial growth Um, inside this community. If you've been looking for an opportunity to work with me, we have we have significantly reduced my availability for one on one coaching. So this is your opportunity to be developed uh, by me and my frameworks. If you need to be taking action right away on things that are currently pressing in your business, Uh, we do weekly. We do not meet every day. We do weekly live mentorship sessions, which is why you don't even have to choose. You know what I mean? Like we do weekly sessions. Dave does daily uh, sessions. I give you access to my CEO resources library with tools and things that you'll need as a CEO outside of mentorship, action steps to use right now, and virtual co-working sessions uh, with me and my team. So I let you guys in on like my team meetings and things that we have going on so you can see how a high level business is operating um, on the back end. And like I always say, honestly, I would join just for that. Um, Actionable CEO, $97 a month, actionableceo.com or morningmeetup.com. Meet me at themorningmeetup.com. You will not go wrong with any decision. Still both. Or just do them both. Do them both for the year. Do them both. And that's the best way to do it. Just go ahead and get like this. This this isn't fluff stuff. This isn't us just trying to sell a thing. Um, Actionable CEO will be the number one 
uh, entrepreneur resource in the world. Like I'm not, that's, that's going, that is our mission. I want to be like David wants the number one community for entrepreneurs uh, in the world. I want to create an in, in a, um, an environment or a community that becomes the number one resource uh, for entrepreneurs, like a school, if you will, um, of things that you can do to become a more actionable and effective CEO. So they actually complement sure. um, each other very, very well. You need us both. That was very mature. And we're out of here, you guys. Like, we will subscribe. see you. We out of here. <laughs> Bye.